Couple cane poles sitting down by the creek. Lines in the water, watching those bobbers, seeing that red sun sink. Mama's on the porch yelling, supper's hot. Y'all come and get it. We yelled five more minutes. Sixteen, it was twelve on three, standing at her front door. Katie's dad said midnight, but we needed just a little more. Yellow light flipping on and off, interrupting that good night kissing. We wanted five more minutes. Time rolled by, the clock don't stop. I wish I had a few more drops of the good stuff. Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. A good Monday morning, St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. Kevin Slayton with you. We welcome you into the window world, King's Court, right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Trust you had a great weekend. Hope you did. We're greeted by beautiful fall weather in the Midwest this morning, about 51 degrees outside. And we played five more minutes of that uh, song uh, by uh, of the song from the movie, Five More Minutes, the Hallmark Christmas movie segment. And we say that we play that because there's a new one coming out. The schedule was just released. And on December 17th, there'll be a sequel to Five More Minutes. I recommend it to everyone. If it's anything like the first one, Scotty McCreary's song will be immortalized once again in the Hallmark Hall of Fame is what I call it. They used to call it the Hallmark Hall of Fame. But I call it the Hallmark Hall of Fame of Christmas movies. So I can't wait. The schedule looks exciting. We're getting there, folks. I can feel it in the air this morning. 51 degrees. Baby, that's fantastic. Started yesterday when the breeze started blowing and then the wind was blowing and you knew fall was in the air after that inordinately hot Saturday. So I hope you enjoyed your weekend. We're back fighting the good fight again for you with a good dose of truth backed by facts and evidence. That's what we give you here in the Window World King's Court. Always truth backed by facts and evidence. And you're going to hear this morning, we're going to take you to Berlin in the 1930s, and you're going to hear what it was like to have your home invaded by the Gestapo. You're going to hear it exactly as it takes place. The problem is, it's not 1930s Berlin. Berlin. It is 2022 United States of America. And it happened to a pastor to a pro-life author, a counselor, father of seven. This is the corrupt FBI at work under the despicable and despicably corrupt Merrick Garland's Department of Justice. We live in Nazi Germany, 1930s. If you don't believe that, you've got your head up your ass. It's that simple. And we'll prove it to you when you hear this this morning. You'll also hear Chris Swecker, who's a former FBI assistant director, weigh in on what took place. You won't believe what he has to say. Senator Mike Lee has grave concerns about the FBI and how corrupt it has become. It has to stop. And the only way to stop it is the tidal wave in the election. A tidal wave to eliminate what is going on in this country. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And even that won't stop this criminal Merrick Garland. My God, the only thing Mitch McConnell has done in his life worth a damn was preventing a vote on Merrick Garland to go to the Supreme Court. That's how corrupt Obama was, that he wanted to put this criminal, 
this authoritarian Gestapo dictator, Merrick Garland, on the Supreme Court. That's how corrupt Obama was. These people are sickening, and they're ruining this country, and it's right in front of your very eyes. You'll hear the great unifier, Mr. Bipartisan, show his real colors this morning. Bill Meyer will tell Michael Moore to shut the F up. Of course, you'll hear another string of lies from Karine Jean-Pierre. Biden telling you that the economy is just fine. You know, it's one thing to try to promote yourself if you're a politician, a political hack like he is. It's another thing to get up there and just flagrantly lie to people in this country who know better by their own experiences at the grocery store, the gas pump, anywhere. We all know what the economy's like. It's a disaster. An absolute disaster. Big hurricane coming into Florida. That must mean climate change because we never had any hurricanes before. I don't ever remember hurricanes at all, right? That hurricane in the 60s, Camille, that, that must be a figment of my imagination. One of the worst hurricanes in history. But only in climate change times do you hear about hurricanes now. The insanity of it all. If I had to do my life over again, I would be a wood salesman down in Florida because you sell all your wood out every time there's a hurricane. People are boarding up. Boarding up, baby. You could almost hear the liberals cheering, by the way, when this Nazi invasion took place. And I want you to make sure that you've got everything done so you can get around your phone, your radio, your iPad, whatever it is you're listening on, so you can hear what this was like. But I want to remind everybody, especially down in Florida, window world is your answer to your window issues. And down in Florida, when the hurricane is coming through, you better hope you have window world windows. 314-993-1800 will get you a free in-home estimate here. 314-993-1800. I have window world windows. Friends of mine do. Smart people do everywhere. If it's time for new windows, call Window World first. You probably won't call anybody else, but if you want to, go ahead and call the competition and compare. You won't believe the price differential, and you'll be thrilled with a better product, better service, better installation. 314-993-1800. It's the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. I always say those two sports organizations would not get in business with someone without thoroughly vetting them. Because their reputation is on the line. And there they are in business with Window World. Now at Window World, they give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass, breakage, and labor. Hail broke through my windows. Hurricane folks, listen up. I don't have to fear hail anymore. Lifetime warranty. Now how can they do that? Because they use double strength glass. It's not an upsell. You don't pay extra for it. It's their normal way of doing business. They also offer you 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit. That's the Window World way. 314-993-1800. And you should know that if you support Window World, and I hope, by the way, you support all of our sponsors, because if you enjoy the show, the only reason we're on the air is because of these wonderful people who have been loyal to us and who sponsor our show and who believe in all the right things in America. So please support those sponsors of ours. But another beautiful thing about Window World is their charitable arm, Window World Cares. Every year they have this spectacular trivia night that raises hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
and they just had it about three or four weeks ago. It's fantastic. Fantastic. It's been spectacular, and it always has been. So give them a call if you are looking for windows. You'll be amazed at what the difference will be. By the way, your utility bills will come down. Mine did. They came way down. I always tell you that cool air in the summer isn't escaping and allowing the hot air in, and my warm air now from the furnace isn't escaping, letting that cool autumn air come in. Now, by later in the day, the windows will be open, and that cool autumn air will be welcome because it won't be as cool as it is now. It's brisk out there right now. Stick your head out. If you don't believe me, I always do that. I look at the weather and I then I say, you know what? Remember when we used to call time and temperature? Now you have to be a, of a certain age to remember that. But you used to have to call time and temperature when you couldn't wait for the weather forecast. But I've always believed in what Dizzy Dean said. If you stick your head out the window, you'll know. He, he was broadcasting baseball in the post, uh, or during the war, I should say. And uh, there was some sort of a crazy rule that you couldn't talk about the weather. So they were in a rain delay, and old Diz said, I'm not supposed to tell you why we're being delayed, but if you stick your head out the window, you'll know. <laughs> and I believe in that. I stuck my head up my sliding door onto my deck this morning and whoof, a nice, nice breath of fresh air, fresh, cool autumn air. You know, they want to tell you that this climate change is the reason for these hurricanes, but as a friend of mine pointed out to me, how long has the University of Miami athletic team been known as the Hurricanes? And the symbol on their football helmets, for instance, is the hurricane warning. They've been the Miami Hurricanes since they've been a school. So apparently hurricanes have been prevalent in southern Florida for as long as people have been alive. But the liberals want you to think, no, no, it's just recently. Just another lie. And people are starting to see through all these lies. They get it. We'll find out how much they get it in November. So I promised you that I would take you back to Berlin in the 1930s. It's not a pleasant time. It's nothing that you guffaw about or you think, boy, I wish I could have been there. But you're here now. So you're there, here, now. This is what it sounded like when the Gestapo came knocking on a Jewish person's door in the 1930s in Berlin. And this is how... It felt to Berliners as the latter-day Gestapo, known as the FBI, not didn't raid President Trump again, but a man by the name of Mark Houck. He's the founder and president of the King's Men, and they promote healing for victims of pornography addiction. They promote Christian virtues among men in the United States. About a year ago, Mark Houck and his son, one of his seven children, went outside of a pro-abortion clinic because they, they do that. He, he talks to the, to the women if they want help, and he helps them. And that's what he was doing when a, an, a, a pro-abortion person started cussing at him in front of his child. It ended up in a shoving match between the two adults. The pro-abortion person sued Mark Houck in civil court and the district judge dismissed the case and threw it out. That's how much he thought it was worth. Now, a year later, the FBI, under the direction of Christopher Ray, a Nazi, and led by the Department of Justice, Hermann Goering himself, known today as Merrick Garland, have raided Mark Houck's home 
arrested him, charged him with a felony. The judge threw this out a year ago. So what's happened in the last year? We've seen Merrick Garland has determined that the FBI and Department of Justice will attack, round up, just like the Jews were rounded up in in Berlin, round up anyone who is conservative, who is pro-life, or who is a Trump supporter. You could be next. I'm sure Mark Houck didn't expect this to happen at his home the other night. Keep moving back. Hey, one for hands. Yeah. Can I hear Come back, come back towards me. Drop the phone, turn around. I don't have a phone. He's talking about me. Okay. Hands up, you, hands up in the back. Shimmy back to me, slide back. Keep going back, keep going back. All right, stand up. Turn around. Walk back towards me. Walk backwards towards me. Come on. Stop right there. On your knees. Hey, one more for hands. Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. Come back towards me. Keep back. Keep back. Is there a reason for all this? <clears throat> no one. Uh-huh. What's your name, bud? The reason for all this? Don't worry. That's what they told him. What's your name? You lying MF and FBI corrupt bastard. You knew who it was. That's why you were there. Banging on his door. You heard what was going on. His son was back behind him. And when he said, put your phone down, his son is the one who recorded the video. Otherwise, these sons of bitches would have never been outed. They would lie like they did anyway. They, I guess they didn't know his, his son had taken the video because they issued a statement lying. They said, "There, this is the FBI. This is their statement. There are inaccurate claims being made regarding the arrest of Mark Houck. No SWAT team or SWAT operators were involved. Agents knocked on Houck's door, identified themselves, and asked him to exit the residence. Well, you heard that. That's a lie. He did so and was taken into custody without incident. They didn't knock on the door. In fact, the uh, Houck family, when they saw that statement, felt, felt it necessary to issue their own statement. They said they were going to break in if we didn't open it. And they had five guns pointed at my husband, myself, and my kids. There were 15 to 20 FBI cars out there, 35 to 40 agents, FBI agents surrounding the house. That's what happened, you lying sons of bitches. Every one of these FBI people ought to be taken out and executed. Every effing one of them. They're the most worthless scum since Hitler's Nazi era in Germany. And I mean every agent in that FBI, rank and file, they're all corrupt, except for the whistleblowers who've had enough of it. 
banging on this man's door in the middle of the night over something that happened over a year ago and was dismissed by a federal judge. Scaring the crap out of his young kids who will never be able to live without that image in their mind. Bright lights shining in everyone's faces. You heard the tough guy, FBI guy, didn't you? He's a tough bastard, didn't he? He's got his gun pointed at people. Put your gun down and let's go at it, jackass. Go ahead and put your gun down, tough guy, and let's see who comes out of this okay. I can't stomach these Nazi bastards. They're sickening. And they're all over this country. They're raiding everyday people's homes every single day. You won't hear about it on the on the news. 40 raids in the last week. 40 of these. It isn't just Donald Trump. He's always told us it wasn't him. It was us they were after. He was just in the way. And he's right. Well, they tried to get him out of the way first by raiding his home so that they could raid your home, my home, Mr. Hawk's home. He faces an 11-year sentence in jail. That's the maximum. Any judge who shouldn't be disbarred would immediately see this case and dismiss this again. It's sickening. It's so sickening that an honorable person like Chris Swecker, who used to be the assistant director of the FBI when it was actually a respectable operation, even though the directors of the FBI since its inception have been corrupt, Chris Swecker, can you see anything, anything at all, that justifies what happened? I cannot see circumstances here that in any way justify the use of a SWAT team for what would, would ordinarily be a misdemeanor assault if what what is alleged in the warrant is true. So a dawn raid, guns drawn, that is reserved for gang members, for people who are armed and dangerous. I, I, again, I read the warrant. I don't see any facts and circumstances that justify that. Carpe diem to Chris Swecker, a man of immense character and courage. He has stood up to this FBI repeatedly in the past six months. Repeatedly. Because he knows it's embarrassing to him. Now, is he the only one? Is he the only one that feels this way, Chris Swecker? Are you the only one? I would simply say this. I am hearing from people. My phone has exploded. Former FBI executives, police chiefs, heads of state agencies who in the past have been big supporters of the FBI who are fairly disgusted with what just happened. As they ought to be. They ought to be disgusted with it. And then to have the FBI lie. Just blatantly lie because they they weren't smart enough to know that somebody might have had a camera rolling. These lying pieces of crap. That's all they are. Their lives are worthless. Those people don't belong on this earth. They are so sickening. All of their rhetoric, Biden from Biden on down, is geared to making people who support Donald Trump become violent. And this is why. If there was an overthrow of this government and this FBI, I would cheer it on. I would cheer it on because it's necessary. We only can hope and pray that when we do it in the ballot box peacefully that they don't steal it because they're going to try to. And they're going to probably have the FBI involved in trying to steal it. 
and these FBI agents will willingly try to steal an election. They will willingly assist in attacking you. That's the FBI. The most pathetic group of human beings since the Gestapo in Nazi Germany. And that's who they are. This is not a randomly crazy comparison. This is exactly who they are. And you know why I say that? It's not my opinion. Again, it's backed by the facts and evidence that you just witnessed. And that's only one instance. One. Have you ever heard in your lifetime about a man who had a civil lawsuit thrown out of court by the judge a year later being attacked by 40 FBI agents, guns drawn, lights flashing, orders being given to kneel down, turn around? Have you ever heard that in your lifetime? Never. Because until this corrupt government, it has never happened before. That's why. Until that corrupt, slimy lizard, Christopher Ray became the director of the FBI, thank you, Donald Trump, it has never happened. Never. And Donald Trump, at your next rally, I want you to apologize to the American people for ever appointing that piece of scum to the FBI directorship. Ever. That's on you, Mr. Trump, and you need to correct it. And you need to apologize for it. It's the most despicable hire anybody's ever made. And you made it. So get better at it or don't run. If you can't appoint better people than that, don't run for president. Senator Mike Lee is sick of the FBI as well. I do think there is a significant concern within the FBI headquarters. Some agents, particularly in Washington are being used in an effort to weaponize our nation's criminal law enforcement system at the federal level. It's sickening. And as I said, I'm talking about every single agent at the FBI that's employed today. You are scum. You are political cocksuckers. Excuse my language, but I'm sick of them. That's what every one of them is. They're Nazis. They might as well goose step when they come to someone's house. And they're such tough guys. 40, 45 of them showing up at one man's house in the middle of the night. They're tough guys, aren't they? You cowards. You effing cowards. Thank God we have people like Kyle Serafin, our research assistant, found these uh, interviews that Kyle Serafin did last week. He is an FBI whistleblower. He's an FBI agent. He's a courageous man. Because he's telling the world how corrupt the FBI and his FBI brethren are. He won't even speak to his fellow uh, FBI employees anymore because they're, they sicken him so much. And he, and he says what I've said all along. Remember when I said, this isn't an excuse like the Nazis tried to give you. Oh, well, we were just following orders while we slaughtered Jews and anyone else who disagreed with us. Cal Serfin said, sorry, that doesn't wash. What happens when you follow bad orders? It changes the game. It puts people in play in the political you know, arena that shouldn't be. Law enforcement shouldn't be in the political arena, number one. I think we can all agree on that. I think most Americans would stand behind that of all, of all political inklings. And the second piece is, is we don't go after our former leaders and we don't go after the opposition leader. That's banana republic stuff. Everyone said it. I know you've said it too. It gets me hated to a level that I can't stand. 
It's like America is in jeopardy. I, I agree. And I don't want my children to grow up in a world where that's the barrel they're looking down. I don't want my daughter to have to show up and take a pregnancy test every month because it's really disruptive, but we've already taken the COVID test every week. So why wouldn't it be a pregnancy test? I don't want my son to have to take STD tests because he was out with a weekend and sometimes guys meet girls. I don't think that's reasonable. I won't go down that line because I can see a straight path to it. And I think everybody that's honest that goes through that museum and looks at all the, you know, the, all the shoes that still smell like the people that were wearing them, you know, and there's thousands of them in there. It's, it changes your perspective on the entire world on how law enforcement has a absolute responsibility to refuse things that are wrong. And we can't do it. We can't do it and have America survive the way that we grew up. And I don't want to be part of it. So He was talking about the Holocaust Museum, and he'll get into that here in a moment. But why won't you speak to your friends from the FBI, Cal Serafin? I've got friends that I don't, I don't speak to after that. I assume they were part of it. It's like, I don't know what happened, but you guys forgot to throw the BS flag on that. You asked me to go raid uh, President Obama's house. You asked me to go raid President Bush's house. It's not happening. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not happening. I'm not doing that. And I'm going to probably be pretty vocal. That's probably going to be my last day. It's not going to happen. So we had a lot of people that said yes. And I think that so much compliance got done. You did have a lot of people that said yes. And 45 of them said yes to raiding this poor man's home over the weekend. So here's what he was speaking about in the Holocaust Museum. This is what Kyle Serafin, a whistleblower, says that FBI, every FBI agent has to go through uh, a visit to the Holocaust Museum as part of their training when they're at the FBI Academy. Every single FBI agent has to go to the Holocaust Museum for a full day um, when we're in the Academy. And they have a special program. I don't know if you've ever been to it, but it's well worth your time. If you're a law enforcement officer, you should definitely go. Go through the Holocaust Museum and see the piece they do for law enforcement specific. It's a walking tour. It's uh, looking through the lens of how did this atrocity take place? And the only way it takes place is minor government officials are on board and local law enforcement and state law enforcement and federal law enforcement has to say yes. Because if anybody refuses to get with the program, it doesn't happen. And the answer, I'm just following orders, the Nuremberg piece, it doesn't, it, it doesn't fly. We know better. Like that's the whole point of history. We're supposed to be able to see that. That's why every agent has to go to that, that day. We're supposed to know that if they ask you to do something that's illegal, immoral, or unethical, following orders is not an excuse. It's not an excuse for me. You can't tell me to go get a vaccine that I'm not going to go get. It goes against my moral principles. I'm not doing it. You can do whatever comes next. You can ask me to do a search warrant that's not right. I'm not going to go do it because it fundamentally changes the fabric of this country. It fundamentally changes the fabric of this country. You are so correct, sir. And I salute people like Kyle Serafin, an FBI whistleblower. We know there are at least a dozen of them now who've come forward. A dozen courageous Americans who say, we will not just follow orders. We will not carry out corrupt orders from the FBI and the Department of Justice. We will not goose step like the Nazis that you are. And it's people like Kyle Serafin that have made this country, that have built this country. Because they have morals, they have character, they have integrity, and they won't attack their fellow citizens just because they carry a bigger gun. And you wonder why people want to own guns? Good God. I mean, I don't know what it's like in China or North Korea, but I can't believe that they carry out worse things than this on a regular basis. 
I'm telling you, if these SOBs at the FBI could get away with it, they would kill every one of you. If you're a Trump supporter, they would murder you. And you think, oh, that's crazy. You're crazy if you don't believe it. There's something missing in your DNA if you don't believe they would do it. I could have asked you six months ago, do you think the FBI will carry out nighttime raids on ordinary citizens simply because they're Trump supporters? And you would have said, oh, get out of here. And liberals would have had more to say than that. They would have called me racist. And then you would have said, you're so wrong. You're over the top. That's what you would have said. And yet everything I told you is true. And now the facts and the evidence back it up. This has become a daily happening. It'll happen today. You won't hear about all of them because not everybody's son was quick enough with the phone to record this. Thank God for that kid. How about them? Put your cell phone down. Why? What's the cell phone going to do? Shoot you? Why should I put my cell phone down? Then they made his son get on his knees and they handcuffed him. These sons of bitching cowards. They're just cowards. Mark Houck, I can promise you this. The entire country, you know, the part that is sane is 100% behind you. 100% behind you. And I would venture a guess that old-fashioned Democrats, real Democrats, not liberal psychopaths, are also supporting Mark Houck. Because if you don't, these people will come after you too. They don't care who they come after. It's the Trump supporters first, of course, because they want to wipe them off the face of the earth. And as I said, Donald Trump, that's on you, man. You better apologize to the American people for ever appointing Christopher Wray. And I'm going to wait for that apology. And I hope the hell it comes. I hope somebody gets to him and says, you know what? You need to apologize for ever appointing Christopher Wray, whether it was Mitch McConnell's suggestion, which I'm sure it was, or not. Doesn't matter. Apologize. Explain that it was Mitch McConnell's. Just, you know, he's the guy who recommended Christopher Ray. And you want to know why people are getting on the verge of violence in this country? Here's here's the great unifier, the great bipartisan guy who actually brags about himself as a bipartisan animal in Washington. Look, hear hear this, America. Every single Republican, everyone, 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 every single one, vote them out of office. Every single one, says Mr. Bipartisan, Mr. Unifier. Every single one. I assume that means Mitt Romney, good old Mittens, who voted with Biden. How about Susan Collins, that nimrod from Maine? Whose, whose brain is frozen. Same with Murkowski, whose brain is frozen up in Alaska. When you have frozen brains, you vote with the liberals. But Biden wants you out. He said every single one of you. Even the people that voted with him, he wants them out. Then you have Michael Moore, why, why someone gives him an audience, I don't know, but I use it just to show you the level of demented people that are running around what do you think will happen michael moore i think that that there is going to be such a landslide against the traitors 1993 canada uh voted every conservative member in parliament except for two 
out of office. Gone. All of it. Except for two. And this four years later, in Great Britain, 1997, uh, the, every conservative member of the British Parliament in Scotland, in Wales, and from Northern Ireland were all thrown out of office. I'm so glad that he brought up decades ago what happened in other countries. And that was Bill Maher's audience, by the way, that was applauding. That's how sick they are. Because even Bill Maher had had enough of Michael Moore. Right. Shut, <laughs> shut up right now. And he should shut up forever. That should be the last we hear of that pig, that slob, Michael Moore. Why don't you go on a diet and actually have someone dress you so that you look like a human being rather than an unkempt, unshowered, filthy, pig-rotten slob that you are? And, of course, not just the unifying Biden. I mean, that unifying speech was spectacular. But then you have Hilda Winch going around. And remember what I said. I've said this forever. They are they're projectiles. That's what liberals are. They project what they are onto you. They've proven that they're Nazis. They've proven it. I wouldn't use that term if they hadn't shown it to us. I do study history. I'm a big student of Nazi Germany. And every single warning signal that people in Germany should have seen, they're all happening here, now, today. But Hilda Winch says it's you and me that are the Nazis. I remember as a as a young student, you know, trying to figure out how did people get basically um, drawn in by Hitler? How did that happen? And I'd watch newsreels and I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought, what's happened to these people? Why did they believe that? You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. I thought, what is going on? So there is a uh, real pressure, and I think, I think it is fair to say we're in a struggle between democracy and autocracy. I think it's fair to say that you're just a psychopathic lunatic. I think that's fair, and I'm probably complimenting you. Men there, young men with their arms raised, like they were giving the Heil Hitler salute to Donald Trump. She's such an effing liar. Everybody at a Donald Trump rally is celebrating. They're in a great mood. They love the leader that Donald Trump is. They love the country that he brought to us. He brought us back. He made America great again. It's not a slogan. It was a way of life for four years. So she's now called... Trump supporters, deplorables, and Nazis. And why? Is it because of anything you did? I mean, did you raid someone's home, some innocent person's home, with your guns drawn, 50 of you, in the middle of the night? No, you didn't do that. Did you try to silence people's freedom of speech? No, didn't do that either. Did you try to censor anything on social media? Nope, you didn't do that. Did you illegally arrest and detain for over a year some in solitary confinement? Ordinary Americans who went to a protest rally? 
Nope, you didn't do any. You didn't do any of those things. They did. They did every one of them. Now, I'd ask you, use your common sense, who are the Nazis? I almost think the Nazis wouldn't be embarrassed by this conduct. And then they send out, they trot out the little black lesbian onto the view to lie some more. And she is a born liar. She truly is a born liar. But she's so stupid that she can't even lie well. Now she goes on to tell us some lies about Republicans are up to. They are calling They are calling for a national ban, uh, which takes us backwards. Uh, which will, which will, it's a national ban, which will take us backwards and will put, put at risk the health of women. And here's the thing about this, Peter. It's not just national ban on abortion. We're talking about uh, privacy. We're talking about contraception. We're talking about marriage. That is what uh, extreme Republican officials are trying to do. That's what we're speaking to. I'm not going to get into specifics here. I'm just going to lay out what what they have said that they're going to why, do. Why not get into specifics? The Republicans are saying we don't want abortion after 15 weeks. Why can't you say how many weeks a president So, so as you know, as you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy put out the GOP agenda. I'm not asking nope. about Kevin McCarthy. I'm, I'm asking I'm about answering, Joe Biden and I am, his position I am answering, on abortion. How Peter, many weeks? Peter, I'm answering your question. What Republicans are trying to do is take us backwards. They're trying to take away the rights and freedoms of Americans. That's what we're calling out, and that's what we're going to continue to call out. Do that. Why can't you say how many weeks for Biden? No. No. Go ahead. I answered answered your question. Go ahead. Go ahead, Courtney. I did. Why can't you say? Go ahead, Courtney. Those are the words that she expressed on The View. Peter Ducey then questioned her about it, and you heard her dodge it 100%. She never answered it. I've answered your question. No, you haven't, he said. You did tell a few lies, quite a few of them there, some some real doozies about what Republicans are trying to do. Republicans aren't trying to do any of those things. None of that. But the Democrats, liberals, have always, always since time immemorial decided to try to win elections by striking the fear of God into you. They are fear mongers from their birth. That's what they do. Fear, fear, fear. They're interested in telling you what's happening wrong and whose fault it is, and it's always your fault. In this case, they're not even interested in telling you what's wrong. They're making it up. What's wrong is that the economy has gone into the tank. People can hardly afford food and gas. In the wintertime now as we approach it, they're not going to be able to afford heating, which all of which will combine to cripple the economy because no one's going to be leaving their home. They'll spend every last penny they have to pay their heating bill. But they won't say that. They want to talk about abortion as if that's an issue. It's not an issue except in the minds of truly demented people. This country now has an entire, probably half of the country, that is in favor of killing babies. When did you ever think that would happen? And you know what? If it's mostly women, then shame on women. If these lying charlatans have been able to convince women 
the majority of women to be in favor of that, shame on women. Women who are in favor of that can go to hell as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure they will. I don't even have to nudge them in that direction. They'll be wished in that direction come judgment day. So the hell with women who want to feel that way. They can go to hell too, and I hope they do, and I'm sure they will. But if we believe all of that, if we believe that more than half of the women enjoy killing babies, what in the hell's happened to this country? When you were growing up, did you ever hear a mother say she wished she would have killed her baby? Never. And plenty of women had children in tough economic times. It happened. But they didn't wish their baby's death, and they sure as hell didn't carry it out. But then along came Margaret Sanger, and she decided to try to eliminate the entire black race, just like Hitler tried to eliminate the Jews. Same thing. She just didn't use gas chambers. She used the abortion knife and planted all of those Planned Parenthood clinics in the middle of black neighborhoods. And she's been able to convince, or the liberals have been able to convince, smart people like my late sister, who defended Margaret Sanger. And I said, are you out of your mind? You must be out of your mind. Who taught you this crap? She was brainwashed. Because had an older liberal brother that she was with a lot. Both of them were just too insane for me to deal with. Those are family members. So imagine what else is going on around this country. They're destroying families, which is their goal. And they apparently enjoy murdering babies. It's okay to them. They don't bat an eye. They say that it's their body, their choice when it comes to abortion. But when it comes to a vaccine, it's no longer your body. All of a sudden, they shame you and fearmonger and tell you that somehow you're hurting your neighbor or your own grandma. That's how they fearmonger. And then they lie. Biden wants you to believe, and I want all of you out there to just say to yourself, do I think this economy is great? Is it doing things for me that I love? Are prices right where I want them to be? Well, Biden thinks so. The stock market doesn't necessarily reflect the state of the economy, as you well know. And the economy is still strong. Unemployment's low. Jobs are up. Manufacturing's good. So I think it's uh, I think we're going to be fine. Are you worried about the inflation number, though, sir? No, I'm not. Because we're talking about one-tenth of one percent. And, you know, anyway. Anyway. Is that the economy you, you see? The same one that he just described? Manufacturing jobs are up, everybody's working, blah, 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 blah. I'm not worried about inflation, one-tenth of one percent. What the mother F was he talking about? One-tenth of one percent. What was that man even talking about? Inflation is at 8.5 percent. It was at 1.5 percent when he took over. Now, I'm no mathematician, but that seems to me to be an increase of 8 percent. Or 7%. I told you I wasn't a mathematician. 1.5 to 8.5. That's 7%. But he said one-tenth of 1%. The economy is just fine, according to him. What the fuck's wrong with you people? (laughs) Then he quotes gas prices at a number that no one's even familiar with. Where do you pull that one out? 
Congressman Jeff Andrew was once a Democrat, switched to the Republicans under Donald Trump. Do these people even know what they're talking about, Congressman? Well, they don't know what they're talking about. And not to be crude or rude, but this president is full of crap. I mean, literally, when, you know, the stock market collapses like it did yesterday, uh, then the stock market doesn't matter. If we're going to increase uh, interest rates, well, that doesn't matter. Um, if something else goes wrong, it doesn't matter. Whatever goes wrong doesn't matter because he says so. Well, that's not the way that it works. There's a lot of things that are wrong. A whole lot of things that are wrong. It's unbelievable. And they continually want to stir the racism pot. Uh, a friend of mine, and I'm going to use some clips from it tomorrow, sent me uh, Ron Cobb, who has written for the local newspaper for years, was a tennis writer. You've heard Ron come on and talk about Serena Williams. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he sent me this clip of Candace Owens, five-minute video of the origins of slavery. And all of it is factual, but none of it is repeated by the liberals. None of it's repeated by Biden or Harris or any of them. Because the truth will submerge any of their racist talk. But they want you to think this country is still racist and that racists believe that slavery should come back and that we should kill babies, I guess, to ward off slavery. Maybe if we kill babies, the climate will be good. But Candace Owens will give you the truth. And maybe a message to the NFL, who for the third year in a row now has end racism on the back line of the end zones in every stadium. End racism. How's that worked out? Has the country changed at all since they started putting end racism in their end zones? No, of course not. You know why? Because there wasn't racism then and there isn't racism now. Some people are racist. Sure they are. Black, white, doesn't matter what color they are. Racists come in all colors, all shapes and sizes. Of course, the liberals don't want you to believe that. There are some black people who don't want you to believe that. I've had black people tell me, no black person can be racist. And I just laugh at them. And I say to them, you're disproving what you just said because you're a racist. If you actually believe that no black people are racist but just white people are, then you're a racist. End racism, says the NFL, while almost every owner of every NFL team is white. In fact, I can't think of a black minority owner even. There might be one, so I don't want to say everyone. (laughs) It's incredible. This is a league that has never had a black commissioner. Every single commissioner in the history of the league is white. It's unbelievable. And they want to tell people to end racism? Well, then why are 80% of your players black? Aren't you being racist? I mean, you want everything 50-50. How come 50% of the players aren't white? Racists? These people are cowards is what they are. They want to suck up to the black community for some strange reason. I don't know why. It's not the black community that supports the NFL. I mean, I've gone to NFL games. I don't see too many black people there. But that's what they cater to. And why do they do that? Because they want to be woke. Just like all of these corporate CEOs, they want to be woke.
End racism, says the end zone. Okay, thanks. Got any more messages, you ass? And all of this goes on while this pervert, this child pervert, this pedophile is in the White House. You want evidence? Here he was speaking last week. How bizarre was this comment? But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. (laughs) We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. This woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. I don't know how else to describe that other than bizarre. She was 12, I was 30. This woman helped me get a lot of things done. She wasn't a woman when she was 12, you pervert. She was a little girl. Now, what you did when she was 12, you didn't explain. But you did tell tell us that you were 30 and she was 12. The real question is, why were you interacting with a 12-year-old when you were 30 unless she was your daughter? But she wasn't. I can promise you, when I was 30, I wasn't talking to 12-year-old girls. But he was. And you heard people laugh. This is the kind of sick society we have today. These people laughed at that, thought it was funny. There wasn't anything funny about that. There's a lady who founded a new group because the the rest of the fear-mongering from the liberals will also have you believe that all Trump supporters are anti-gay, anti-lesbian, anti-transgender, anti-everything. That's what they tell you every day. They operate off the belief of Adolf Hitler and Joseph Goebbels. Again, tracing their Nazi roots that if you continue to tell the same lie over and over again, people will start to believe it. So they continually lie about what other people think, namely mega Republicans, that we all hate gays and lesbians and transgenders and ever We hate them all. In fact, it was a conservative Supreme Court that gave gays the right, uh, recognized their right to marry. That was a conservative majority. Nobody I know, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people who think like I do, nobody I know is anti-gay. I haven't heard one friend of mine ever say, I hate those gay MFers. I haven't heard that. You know what? Because none of us care. We don't care what you do with your private life. I don't try to impose my beliefs in their life. I'm not the government. Only this liberal government tries to do that. I don't care what they do, as long as they're not criminals. If they're criminals, then they should get the same rights. They always want the same rights, so we'll give them the same rights. If you're a criminal, you go to prison. But a lesbian woman by the name of Jamie Michelle had been watching these perverted liberals and these perverted woke school superintendents and teachers and school boards trying to destroy the lives of 5- to 10-year-olds, 15-year-olds maybe even, and she'd had enough. So she founded a group called Gays Against Groomers. Now, what happened as soon as she founded that group and she spoke out against this? All of a sudden, her 
companies or foundation gays against groomers, Venmo and PayPal accounts were suspended. (laughs) So here's a gay woman, a lesbian, telling us all, you shouldn't be doing this to children. And what happens? These supposedly... A group of people, the liberals, who are so tolerant of everything, immediately suspends her group's accounts. And by suspend, I mean they're gone. Now, what has she done to deserve that? She and her organization have said, as gay people, and some of them she claims, uh, and I'm certain that she's correct because she knows her membership, are trans And they all are against what these people are doing to children in our schools. That's their sin. And according to the leftists, these lunatics that run this country, and these social media outlets, they'll have none of that, please. That's not what we're doing in this country. How dare you? I don't care if you're gay or not. Of course, we tolerate gays. It's those Republicans, those uber-mega Republicans that don't like gays. But we're suspending your accounts. We're taking them down. Here's Jamie Michelle explaining it. She, she runs Gays Against Groomers. You think that would be a good thing? Um, obviously, we are not homophobic. We're not transphobic. We don't care what adults do, um, obviously. We literally just don't want this happening to children, and especially not being done in our name, because the backlash against us is growing. You know, I, I launched Gays Against Groomers for two reasons. First and foremost is to protect the kids, to stop the sexualization, indoctrination, and medicalization, otherwise known as mutilation of children, um, but also, you know, to try and reclaim our good standing in society, which we achieved not that long ago. All we wanted were equal rights, um, and the activists, the radical woke mob has hijacked our community, many of whom aren't even part of the community. They use it to push this through, and it's really, you know, it's making all of us look bad. Carpe diem to Jamie Michelle. Is that unbelievable? All All they're interested is in saving kids from this wokeization. And she's right. The woke people have hijacked the gay community. And as she mentions, most of them aren't even gay. But let's use the gays to to try to brainwash these kids at a young age. As she says, mutilation. And she's against that. Her group's against that. And for that reason, they don't have a PayPal or a Venmo account anymore. It was taken away. See, in this country, if you disagree with the woke psychopaths, They take things from you. That's what they did in Nazi Germany. If you're a father of seven, you're a counselor, you're a pro-life author, you're a pastor. If you disagree with them, they come and raid your home in the middle of the night with FBI agents, SWAT teams, guns drawn, bright lights surrounding your home, 50 cars and 40 agents. or 50 agents in 40 cars. can't remember the exact number. It varies with the neighbors guessing because, you know, it's the crack of dawn. Imagine how scared you'd be if you lived in that neighborhood. What have I been living next to? Some sort of a terrorist? 
Kevin McCarthy unveiled the commitment to America last Friday. And this is what a Republican majority House and Senate would look like. Now, I'm a big guy that's always after specifics. I don't like broad statements. So if you tell me you're going to turn the country around, whoop-de-doo, then tell me how. Tell me what's needed. Tell me what I need to do to help as a citizen, and you get my vote. This was McCarthy on Friday. We've got to secure our border. What's happening at our border, we've got to end this catch and release. Fentanyl killing 300 Americans every single day. That's the equivalent of a commercial airline crashing every day. We've got to not defund our police as the Democrats have done. We're going to provide 200,000 more police officers. But you know what else we're going to do? We're going to hold accountable these prosecutors that won't uphold the law. And then we provide and defend a national security, as you know how important that is. But when we go over to create a future that's built on freedom, we're going to give a parent's bill of rights, that you have a say in your kid's education. We're going to give you a parental choice. We're going to make sure that we hold these tech companies accountable and create fairness. And then we're going to come down and have a government that's accountable. We're first going to preserve our constitutional rights, but we're going to hold government accountable like you haven't seen. We're going to find out where the origins of COVID started. The DOJ. You've got an individual that called parents terrorists because they went to a school board meeting. There's so many elements that we're going to be able to do as we move forward. And you know what we're going to do on the very first day? We're going to repeal 87,000 IRS agents just to start. I say carpe diem to Kevin McCarthy. Now, some of those things he left vague, but others he gave examples of. He's explaining how they're going to do it. How are you going to stop defunding police? We're going to create 200,000 more police officers' jobs. We're going to fund them. We're going to end catch and release, which will help with the border situation, which will also help with the fentanyl issue. Then when he talks about we're going to you know improve national security, he doesn't tell us how. They're going to hold these woke prosecutors accountable. How are you going to do that? Because they're elected. So I don't know how they're going to do that. But they are going to give us specifically a parent's bill of rights and parent's parental choice. Thank you. That's a specific. We appreciate that. You can hold the tech industry accountable. I'm assuming you can repeal some of the laws that protect them. That's what I'm, He didn't say that, but I assume that's what he meant. We're going to hold government accountable. He said, well, how are you going to do that? I mean, really, honestly, how, I, I assume that he, he's, he's pointing at if we have the majority and we have the power, we can hold Biden accountable because they won't let any of his stuff go through. And he mentions the DOJ, the origins of COVID. That's how he's going to hold part of the government responsible. That's a good thing. That's a specific. They're going to trace the origins of COVID. And when they do, they're going to find out it leads them directly to Fauci's doorstep. And when that happens, then I want to see what the the Republicans do. Are you going to charge him? Well, remember, we've got a Department of Justice that's corrupt. They'll never charge him. So where is he going to be charged for his crimes? Locally? Somebody locally could charge him. 
And then he gave a specific that on the first day, he's going to repeal 87,000 IRS agents. That's the number of new IRS agents that Biden's wild spending spree has created. Now, how is he going to get rid of them? They're not going to fund it. They're just not going to fund it. That's how. And I like that. Don't fund it. We, the last thing this country needs is another 87,000 people to harass us. You know, and people say, well, if you're not, if you're not uh, cheating on your income tax returns, then you won't have to worry. Baloney. Here's a pastor who did nothing wrong, and he has his door banged on, almost knocked down in the middle of the night, and he's arrested for doing nothing wrong. So don't tell me that if you haven't done anything wrong in your tax returns, you don't have anything to worry about, because yes, you do. You have them targeting, as they have done under Obama, and they will certainly do under O'Biden, targeting conservatives. The IRS is coming for you. I promise you. And where they can't find something, they'll make it up. They're good at that. And we all know it. Now, here's a lady who's very specific about what she's going to do. She's going to be the next governor of Arizona. Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake, I'm sorry, Carrie Lake. What will Arizona look like with her as governor? Well, let's ask her. Well, first and foremost, that border, day one, we're going to issue a declaration of invasion, call it what it is, and we're going to get troops on the ground and stop people from coming over, give reinforcements to our border sheriffs and stop this madness. We're also going to start working on the workforce issues that we have by bringing vocational and trade skill training into our high schools in a bigger way so that after 10th grade, high school students can get some real training for the real jobs that are out there. These trade jobs make uh, will allow kids to make good money where they can actually support themselves. We're going to bring that into our schools. Carpe diem to carry Lake. Well, that's a great idea. So the liberals want forced sex talk with perverted books and perverted teachers lecturing their young children about sex, the Republicans want trade school principles to be taught, trade school courses to be taught, so that people have a viable skill that will make them good money when they leave school. That's a pretty stark difference, isn't it? Pretty stark difference. but a big difference. So I applaud Carrie Lake. I applaud, for the most part, McCarthy. They gave specifics. That's what we want to hear. I don't think any Republicans from this point forward to the election need to be talking about how pathetically bad Biden is. You can mention it and be and then move away from it and tell us what you're going to do to change it. And I would advise Donald Trump and anyone running for president to do the same thing. And all Trump has to say, honestly, is he, we're going to return to what I was doing before. That's enough. That's all we need to hear. That is all we need to hear. But tell us, tell us what you're going to do. We already know what a pathetic, corrupt son of a bitch is in the White House. Not to mention he's incapable of a coherent thought or sentence. He shakes hands with the invisible man. He gets lost leaving a stage. Did you see that the other day? 
he was trying to leave a stage, and he's walking, uh, walking, that's crazy, shuffling to one side, looking like, what, with his arms out, where, where do I go? And you hear from the other side of the stage, a guy go, uh, Mr. President, over here. This guy belongs in a home. So I'm grateful to Carrie Lake. If, if I were an Arizona resident, I'd be very grateful. And I'm grateful to Kevin McCarthy for the specifics they gave us. And now let's just keep doing it. And give us a, give us a few more specifics. National security. Tell us what you're going to do. Are you going to get rid of the woke crap in our military? Are you going to demand that these people be removed? Now, I don't know if the Congress can remove some of these generals in the military. That may be up to the Department of Defense. And if that's the case, then it's not going to happen. But here's what you can do. You can tell that Department of Defense joker, Lloyd Austin, that if you don't remove the woke crap, we're not going to fund your ass. So you go ahead and give us a budget, and then we'll just laugh at it. We're going to cut your pay. We're going to cut the general's pay until you remove that crap from our military. Now, you make the call, general. And that's how you have to do it. You have to use the weapons that you have. And then we've got Liz Cheney, who still is under the misguided impression that she's relevant. She lost her congressional reelection bid by some 30 points in a state that the Cheneys have dominated. So she should have gotten the message right there, correct? You would think. But not her. She's too stupid and too arrogant. And when I say misguided, I really mean stupid and illiterate. But she actually believes that she's going to have some sort of an effect on Donald Trump's candidacy for president. Will you remain a Republican, regardless of what happens in the next election? Uh, I'm going to make sure Donald Trump... The Democrat can't make sure he's not the nominee. And if he is the nominee, I won't be a Republican. Is that a promise? Is that a promise, Lizzie Borden? Because if you think any Republicans out there said, oh, my God, Liz Cheney, she's not going to be Republican anymore. The question to ask you, when were you a Republican? When? You are a traitor to the Republican Party. You're a traitor to all conservative principles. And by that, you're a traitor to this country. You are in favor of locking up political prisoners. So you're a traitor to this country. You've disgraced whatever good name the Cheneys had. If your old man had a good name, I don't know if he still did, but not anymore. You've disgraced it. And then he went ahead and disgraced it because he stood up for you. You know what? I've got a son, and if he became an ass... I wouldn't stand up for him. I'd tell him privately, here's what I think of you. I'm not going to go ahead and say it publicly, but I'm sure as hell not going to defend your bullshit. But her old man did and made an ass out of himself. Their hatred of Donald Trump is so insane, so obsessive. So she also said during that interview that she's going to do everything she can to make sure Carrie Lake doesn't get elected as governor of Arizona. I don't know who Liz Cheney thinks she is. Does she think people in Arizona are saying to themselves, I'm thinking of voting for Carrie Lake, but I wonder what Liz Cheney thinks. I mean, 
Talk about an inflated opinion of your power. You have no power, but you think you actually have enough power to sway the voters in Arizona against Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake found that funny. That might be the biggest, best gift I've ever received. I mean, the people of Wyoming can't stand her. I, I'm, I'm pretty much sure that the people of Arizona don't like Liz Cheney. The Republican Party, the new Republican Party, is the party of we the people. It is no longer the party of warmongers. And so Liz Cheney probably should change her voter registration. Turns out she really is a Democrat after all. She's not only a Democrat. She's a liberal lunatic Democrat who has persecuted political prisoners all in the name of her obsession with Donald Trump. She's disgusting. She's worse than Mittens Romney. She really is. As bad as Mittens is, and as much of a phony as he is, and you ought to read the account of his dalliance with Trump when Trump was elected in becoming Secretary of State. It's in Jared Kushner's new book. It's funny. Trump was just jacking around with him. I love it. I love Trump for that kind of stuff. He just made an ass out of Mittens, made a monkey out of a guy who did nothing but badmouth him throughout the campaign, but then wanted to be Secretary of State. And as a friend of mine pointed out, I think Trump should also say what he won't do next time he's in office, and that means hiring any swamp rats. And don't fall for any COVID lockdowns. Now, I don't blame him for that because we didn't know. Nobody knew at the time. I give Trump for credit for recognizing it after a bit of time and saying that's it. We can't keep the government locked down or the country locked down anymore. We just can't do it. Get back to work. Long before the blessing of Dr. Fauci came along. Trump hated that little rat, and with good reason. And again, that's Mike Pence's hire, not Trump's. But don't hire anybody from the Washington, D.C. area. Hire people from outside. I'm sure there are people who'd love to come and work there under Donald Trump administration, knowing full well that Ron DeSantis will succeed him. But you hire swamp rats, and they'll come after you. They'll tell you to your face how, oh, I'm so loyal to you, Mr. President, but they're not. What Donald Trump did smartly was bring Jared Kushner and Ivanka into the White House. It's just like owning a bar. Running the government in this country is just like owning a bar. If you own a bar and you hire family to work there, your bar will be successful. If you hire other people, they'll steal from you. So Donald Trump, follow the principle of bar ownership when you're reelected and hire only family members and people close to your family. And then when you run out of those, don't even fill those other positions. They're unnecessary. They're unnecessary. Hire business executives that you've worked with before, that you trust. Bring them into your cabinet. Find the one general out there that's not corrupt. And by that I mean several retired generals. There's plenty of them that have been talking over the past few years about what's going on. Bring one of them out of retirement to run the Department of Defense. That's all you have to do. And there are plenty of them. General McGregor, I'd love to see him in charge. Love to see him in charge. General Keene, I'd love to see either one of those guys in charge. 
but know who you're hiring. And unlike Fox News, don't ever hire Donna Brazil. Now, here's a woman who has a job simply for one reason. She's like Karine Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre has a job for two reasons. She's black and she's a lesbian. Donna Brazil has a job for one reason. She's black. Because if she weren't black, she'd be in jail. This is a woman who gave Hillary Clinton questions ahead of time in a debate. What? And yet Fox hired her. Now, when the pushback was so great from Fox viewers, they had to get rid of her. Which should tell all of us, that's how powerful we can be if we stick together. You can have an effect. You can even have an effect on the woke asses that run Fox. They got rid of her. So, of course, ABC quickly picked her up. And now she's on that Sunday morning show with Stephanopoulos. And she says that, well, Democrats actually do understand that stakes are high. I mean, look, I think Democrats understand that the stakes are high. This is a consequential midterm, and we know we have to defy history. That being said, look at the alternative. What are the Republicans uh, planning to do to harm you, to harm the economy? Joe Biden has really done a fabulous job, I think, in making sure that everyday Americans can feel the 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 things that he's doing, whether it's lowering gas prices, making sure that our supply chain is now moving forward. He just stopped a rail strike, which really would have crippled our economy. So, look, we know we have a big job to do in motivating people to get out to vote. But most importantly, Joe Biden is playing the long game. That's why I'm still with Joe Biden. Biden. Just I'm like riding Biden. with Biden, baby. I'm riding with Biden, baby. You know, there's a G at the end of those words. She doesn't know that. She thinks it's a silent G. I'm riding. I'm going. I'm coming. I'm losing my mind. She wants to know what the Republicans have planned to hurt you and to hurt the economy. She says Biden's got the supply chain moving. Liar. Biden's done a fantastic job with the economy. Liar. She's a liar. And it doesn't matter. No one checks her. We do. What have the Republicans done to harm you? What have the Republicans done to harm the economy? As I recall, when Donald Trump was president, and the Republicans had the majority in the Congress, we got a tax break. A tax break that benefited everybody and stimulated the economy. But they lie about that, too, because they tell the lie that only the top 1% got a tax break. I don't even know where they come up with this crap. Again, everybody out there knows that's a lie because everybody out there got more money in their check. But they lie anyway. And then they continue to lie. So she wants to know what Republicans are going to do to harm you and harm the economy. That's ballsy. And then she wants to lie some more and tell you how many jobs have been created under under uh, O'Biden. Over 9 million jobs being created. So let's not doom the economy when people are going back to work, when people are trying to find the right job, the right fit. The economy is not in the tank. We know the market. I want we you know to argue against 84% of the people in the country. Well, I'm, I'm not arguing against 84%. I'm just saying the reality is, is that Joe Biden has presided over an economy that has come back 
from the break. Look, we had a pandemic that took over a million lives in this country, and we had people who stopped working. So things are improving. Are they where we want them to be? No, but we're not where we start. People are working, improving. Again, no G. Everything she said is a lie. Nine million jobs have not been created. She says people are coming back to work. These are people that Biden put out of work with paychecks to stay home. These aren't new jobs. How many lies can one person tell? Biden brought an economy that was on the brink? Donald Trump presided over the best economy we've had in my lifetime since I guess I was a little kid, maybe then, but I was too young to remember. But since I've been an adult, let's put it that way. It's the best economy we've ever had. It's not even close. But she claims we were on the brink. Let me tell you something, Brazil. We're on the brink now. Because of liars like you, and you are a pathetic liar. Speaking of liars, here are the people who claim that our border is secure and closed. This is what they had to say about letting illegal aliens in. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. That's the best way, in my view, for us to live up to our collective values and welcome immigrants and refugees. My message to them is that you are not alone and we stand with you. I would tell them that a new day is coming. I would be delighted to have more people. We got plenty of room for more residents. We have plenty of room for more residents, just not in Martha's Vineyard. Don't get confused now. We have plenty of room for more residents, but just not here. Not in any Democrat cities, for that matter. Not in New York, not in Chicago, not in L.A. But we have plenty of room, just not there. Got these people. I, I don't I, I don't even want to meet people that vote for them. I don't even want to know you. I really don't. And it really has nothing to do with voting Democrat or Republican. It's you're just too stupid for me. You're too gullible. And then we've got this blubbering Hispanic conservative Ana Navarro. She, I guess, is Hispanic, but she sure as hell isn't conservative. She sure as hell isn't a Republican. And she hates... Ron DeSantis, and she slanders him and then kind of threatens him, I think. DeSantis telling me he is putting on his armor of God. How dare you bring up Christian values? How dare you go against communism and use these victims of communism for your political gain? Well, that's what's so interesting to me, that there are so many um, Latinos that vote Republican because they vote against their own self-interest. If you really are interested in these types of issues, mm-hmm. then you're a Democrat. It was really nice of Sonny Houston Houston to weigh in and tell Latinos um what what their self-interests are. Isn't that a beautiful thing? She's going to tell them what their self-interests are. So if you vote Republican and you're a Latino, as she says, then you're voting against your self-interest. She claims 
when she was asked what she is, she says she's half Puerto Rican and half African American. <laughs> uh, she grew up in the Bronx. You're hardly an Hispanic uh, immigrant. You grew up here. But Latinos, you know, make sure you pronounce the word Latinos. Those are two of the dumbest women you'll ever hear. But how about Whoopi Goldberg? Could she be one of the top three? Well, she and Karine Jean-Pierre got a big charge out of questioning Lindsey Graham's sexuality. Lindsey Graham is not married. And so while they were talking about Lindsey Graham's suggested abortion bill, that abortions be banned after 15 weeks, which, by the way, he should have never even proposed, but he proposed it, trying to offer them an olive branch. And here's what they said about Lindsey Graham. Senator Graham had said maybe about a month ago in early August that he believes when it comes to marriage, when it comes to abortion, it's for states to decide. So, Senator Graham, what changed? Yeah. Oh, no, what changed? Well, maybe he's getting married. (laughs) Do it quick, because I know people are fooled around with our marriage rights. Isn't that amazing? So she's now insinuating that he's gay. Which, by the way, I thought the liberals were wonderfully supportive of the gay community. But she's making it sound as if it's a bad thing. Maybe he's getting married. And then they all go, whoa. And by the way, when she said that, little Karine Jean-Pierre clapped and was leaning back in her chair laughing. And then somebody apparently told Whoopi for the one millionth time, your big, uneducated, uninformed mouth has you in trouble again. So you better say something about it. Before I I do this introduction, I need to make clear that I was doing what I do as a comic. Sometimes I make jokes, and it was a joke. Nothing more than that. I I just got a whole conversation about people misunderstanding the joke. I mean, okay. (laughs) I should probably never do this show again. If this is what it's coming to, no. um, was the, I, was a joke, guys. I'm, you know. Did you hear a little Karine Jean Pierre giggling and laughing? So, if I understand Whoopi Goldberg correctly, and sometimes you need an interpreter to do that, I, Kevin, all of you, are really stupid people because we misunderstood that that was a joke. A joke? Well, if it was a joke. Why are you joking about the gay community? Aren't you supposed to be the the champions for the gay community? You know who supports the gay community? Republicans. They're the only ones. Liberals don't. You heard that lady who has Gays Against Groomers Foundation? The liberals hijacked the gay community to use for themselves to try to destroy the lives of children. Thanks, Whoopi. It was a joke, she says. She's a comic. When's, when's the last time you ever heard Whoopi Goldberg say something funny? She looks funny, if that's what she means. Maybe that tent that she wears and calls it a dress is supposed to be funny. It does look funny. She looks like a black Hillary Clinton. It was a joke, people, you dumbasses. That's not a joke. Saying, I I wonder if he'll get married, maybe he's getting married, 
What's, how's that a joke? It's not a joke. She's a joke. In fact, the entire left-wing media and liberal movement is a joke. And here we had a week last week, one of these liberal monsters, just like the guy from Belleville who shot up the Republican congressman's baseball practice. We had another one of them. Biden keeps talking about these uber MAGA followers and how violent they are. They're extremists. They're a danger to democracy. When, in fact, it was a liberal that shot up the Republicans' practice. And now we have another liberal who takes his SUV and runs over an 18-year-old boy simply because he was conservative. Runs him down and kills him. Now, have you heard anything in the media? No, you haven't. Every single one of the liberal networks, which means all of them except for Fox and Newsmax, Gave it zero minutes of coverage. Zero. Now, I want you to ask yourself and be honest. If that were a Republican in the car running over a Democrat and killing them, do you think those media outlets would have covered it? They'd still be covering it. It'd be longer than the John McCain and the Queen's funeral combined. But one guy didn't leave it out. One guy paid tribute to Kaylor Ellington, who is now dead at age 18. Just recently, a young 18-year-old man from North Dakota, I'm sure you read this over the last two days, named Kaylor Ellington, a young man so handsome, so handsome, beautiful, 18 years old, was targeted and killed, run down in cold blood with an SUV by a radical left maniac. It was a radical left stupid person simply because he was a Republican and he was so proud of being a Republican and this guy ran him down and not one mainstream media network has even mentioned this horrible crime think of it now think of it the other way think of it the other way Supposing a MAGA person ran down somebody on the other side, it would be the biggest story you've ever seen. It's a disgrace. You people should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed of yourself. He was talking to the media that was in the back. You can't shame them. You can't shame liberals. I think he knows that. You can't shame people that don't admit how pathetically corrupt they are. It's impossible. And as the midterms approach, you know the corruption is going to take place. But it's so bad right now for the liberals, although the liberal networks are trying to tell you that, oh, there's a shifting going on. All of a sudden, the the people are leaning toward the liberals in votes. No, they're not. No, they're not. And even Saki 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 knows that. Look, I think that Democrats, if the election is about uh, who is the most extreme, um, as we saw, you know, Kevin McCarthy touch on there with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll say her name, sitting over his left side, then they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is a referendum on the president, they will lose. And they know that. They also know that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. I would say one of the biggest vulnerabilities. And if you look at Pennsylvania, for example, what's been interesting to me is it's always you follow the money and where mm-hmm. are people spending money. And in Pennsylvania, 
Pennsylvania, the Republicans have been spending millions of dollars on the air on crime ads against Fetterman because that's where they see his vulnerability. So, yes, the economy is hanging over everything, right. but you do have to look at state-by-state state factors, and crime is a huge issue in the way, Pennsylvania race. So if it's a referendum on her boss, the Republicans will win handily. And then she tries to malign Marjorie Taylor Greene, again, their favorite word, an extremist. What has Mar- Mar- Margaret Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene said that is extreme? Marjorie Taylor Greene tells the truth. I have discovered through my entire career that in this country, when you tell the truth publicly, you are swimming upstream. You will always have a resistance that you can't believe. It will mostly come from people in whatever field you work in. If you publicly tell the truth, you're exposing the liars, you're exposing the frauds, you will be attacked. I was attacked just this weekend. I posted something on social media about what I consider to be the fraudulent home run totals of Albert Pujols. And that I noticed when he hit his supposedly 700th home run, that as he came across the plate in Los Angeles, he shunned his own teammates, who were Brendan Donovan was there trying to congratulate him. He turned away from him, ran over to the stands behind the plate, and high-fived a former player, Adrian Beltre. Now, never mind Pujols wasn't even his teammate. At any time, they grew up together in the Dominican Republic. So it wasn't a family member. It wasn't his children. He ignored his own teammates to go say hi to a friend. And then after the game, you think he dissed St. Louis when he told us all, go F yourself and left for California? Which he did do, by the way. He told you to go F yourself. He called the Cardinals $200 plus million offer insulting. And then he decided, you know what, I haven't screwed that knife in the back of St. Louis fans far enough. I'll get him again. So in his post-game news conference the other day, he thanked the fans of Los Angeles, the Dodger fans, and he was so happy that he was able to do this in front of them. He played for the Dodgers for less than half of a season. But he went out of his way to thank them as great fans and how he was so happy to have done this in front of them, never mentioning the St. Louis fans. And yet, knowing all those things are facts, these lemmings come out of the woodwork, out from under their couches. That's what I stated, by the way, on the social media post, what I just said. And they come out and attack me. Somehow I'm an unhappy person because I point out the truth. I'm not unhappy. I'm just not stupid. They're stupid. Those are dumb people who made those comments. They're beyond dumb. One guy said, Tom Brady has proven that if uh, you have the right diet, you can exceed in sports into your 40s. (laughs) Tom Brady is a physical phenomenon. He's a once in a hundred years exception to the rule. Tom Brady can still run. Tom Brady throws a football. Tom Brady gets hit every day. Helper Pools does nothing athletically except hit a home run. 
and he wasn't hitting those until all of a sudden he went on a power surge not seen since the steroid scandal of the late 80s into the 90s, which, by the way, continues today. And the evidence of that is, you see, perhaps one of the greatest young stars in the game for San Diego, Fernando Tatis Jr., being suspended for the entire season once he was able to come back from injuries because he was using performance-enhancing drugs. So it hasn't ended. But Albert Pujols, were to believe, now I don't know if Pujols is, is taking steroids or some performance enhancer. I don't know. But I do know this. I'm not stupid. I'm not blind. I know that when an aging guy who hasn't played well for four years shows up in St. Louis and continues that decline, horrific uh, season through July 4th, hitting under 200 with, I believe it was five home runs at that time. Two of those home runs came off of position players. So that means some outfielder was pitching the ninth inning of a route and Pools hit a home run off him. So three real home runs through July 4th, all of a sudden discovers a power surge that we haven't seen since ever. I've never seen a 42-year-old guy, claims he's 42, some say 45. I've never seen a guy that age in my lifetime do that. So is Pujols a once-in-a-lifetime phenomenal athlete? No, in fact, the argument is he's not an athlete at all. He doesn't do anything athletically except hit a baseball. And he hits it far all of a sudden. So I just use common sense, and I say, not being a blind-ass cardinal sheeple, I look at it honestly, rather than through the prism of red cardinal-colored glasses with my red little undies on. And I say, if Pujols were Barry Bonds, for instance, the greatest fans in baseball, cardinal fans, you know, that's what they call themselves, would be up in arms and saying, he's not legitimate. In fact, they said that. They said that about Bonds. Isn't that funny? I find it hilarious. And I also congratulate the lady who has been elected to the prime minister's post in Italy, Georgia Maloney, I think is her name. She's a conservative. And the media, of course, is flipping out because another conservative won in France and other places in Europe, and all of a sudden, the woke crowd is being shunned in Europe, which can only mean it's coming here. And yet this woman, I heard Pierce Morgan talking about it this morning. He lives over there. He said from everything he can gather, from people that know her, from her record, from her speeches, is that she's a little right of center. Classified her mostly as almost a moderate but nothing like the media is calling her the far-right, right-wing politician. That's what they call you when you're not like them. And by the way, she didn't just barely eke out a victory. She clobbered the opposition, the socialists, the woke crowd. That red wave is a-coming, folks. It is a-coming. And so is breakfast at Taco Bell. Woo! That dollar crave menu, $5 crave menu. They go all day and all night into the night. That late night crowd at Taco Bell is treated no differently than anybody else all day. Dollar crave menu, $5 crave menu. 
Grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits is on that dollar crave menu. So are double stuffed tacos, a grande burrito. You can get a breakfast quesadilla for under $2. Two different AM crunch wraps are under 3 A grande scrambler is too. I like that double chalupa with two tacos and a soft drink for 5 bucks in a box. That's on the $5 crave menu. The Mexican pizza is back. That's right. The Mexican pizza is back. And if you haven't heard, a whole bunch of things are back. So you might want to check their menu and see. See what's back. Lots and lots of things are back. So we're thrilled, absolutely thrilled, that Taco Bell has brought that Mexican pizza back. And if you haven't had it, I suggest you give it a try because I think you'll love it. I think you will love that Mexican pizza. All right, folks, it's time to take a break, and we'll do that, and then we'll come right back right here in the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Don't shine. 
welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Monday morning, a beautiful fall morning. Hope you're enjoying the chill, the autumn chill in the air, wherever you are. Our phone lines are open for you. It's toll-free, 636-538-0746. 636-538-0746 on any of the topics that we've discussed today. You'll be happy to note that um, our prediction, and of course the prediction of many, is coming true, that the Democrats will do everything they can to steal these midterm elections. And Pelosi has decided to make it obvious because they don't care. They know that the media will cover for them. She has extended proxy voting until November 10th, and she claims she has done that because of the coronavirus pandemic. Well, wait a minute. Just a week ago, Joe Biden said there wasn't a pandemic. I don't get it. I just don't get it. There is one or there isn't one. Now, we all know there isn't one, and there hasn't been one for some time. I mean, the big guy said, come on, man, pandemic is over. But Pelosi's extending this because novel coronavirus. Wow. Um, Congressman Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin, a Republican, said earlier in the week, Biden claimed that the pandemic was over. It seems everyone agrees, but Speaker Pelosi. He said she continues to allow members to forego the most important component of their job, voting, and lie to their constituents in the process. The day when Republicans take back the House and eliminate this unconstitutional and unethical practice can't come soon enough. Can you imagine that? They'll do everything they can. Newt Gingrich said this morning, and he is a student of these things, follows them very closely, that he expects the Republicans to take three to seven Senate seats. So that means the Senate is going to flip. Now, it won't give us 60, but it'll be a tremendous change. Then he expects 30 to 70, that's a big margin, by the way, a big difference, 30 to 70 House seats to be flipped to the Republicans. That would all be sensational stuff if, if it happens, and I think it will too. I've actually grown in confidence, and my confidence stems from this. These aren't going to be close. People have had it. Polls never get it right. They truly never get it right. So I don't pay attention to those polls. Remember the same polls who said a couple of weeks ago that there was going to be a red wave uh, just last week said, oh, the Democrats are closing the gap in all these races. And then all of a sudden today, the Republicans are ahead in all these races and the people out there consider the Republicans the safest by double digits to take care of crime and the economy. They had a 16-point lead and a 15-point lead in those two areas. So how do you trust any polls? I don't get it. And I would hope, and I'm not in favor of tit for tat, but I would hope in this one instance that when the Republicans get power in the House, they impeach Biden. Let's show them for once, that we're not going to take their crap. 
We're not going to let them bitch slap us into oblivion. We're not going to take the moral high road here. We're going to get down into the mud and show you what it feels like. And hopefully send the message, don't do it again. Now, unlike them, we only need to impeach this asshat one time. But in this case, we'll also have the majority in the Senate. Now, if we get the seven-seat edge that Newt Gingrich says is a possibility, that would allow for overcoming people like Murkowski and Collins and Romney. We still have a majority, a real majority. So we might be able to kick this old man out. But then look what you get. So that's the Democrat way. They stock the ladder of succession with one imbecile after another so that you wouldn't dare try to impeach and convict the guy that's in there. But impeach him in the House, let it die in the Senate. And that's what should be done. It's disgraceful what they've done. Disgraceful. An FBI whistleblower who alleged they had been, the FBI had been diverting resources to create a false political narrative that America has a violent domestic extremism problem has been suspended. I'm telling you, this Christopher Ray is Rudolf Hess. He is Rudolph Hess. So if you cooperate with Congress, tell the truth, Christopher Ray will suspend you. That unbelievable? No, it's not. Why would anyone find that to be unbelievable? I certainly don't. It's just unconscionable that these people now in the FBI are as corrupt as they are. But they are. And what I find even more bizarre is how the lying Democrats now are claiming somehow that they're not in favor of defunding the police. <laughs> tomorrow On tomorrow's show, we, we, could, we could show you seven minutes of them wanting to defund the police, but we'll just edit it down. Well, also tomorrow on the show, hear from Jim Jordan about this retaliation by the FBI to the whistleblowers. See, this is what happens when you tell the truth. When you tell the truth in this country today, if you tell Hello, it publicly, Cam. you're in trouble. Hello, Cleo. How are you? Okay. How's it going, man? Going great. How are you doing on this fine Monday morning? Oh, pretty good. You really got my wife talking now. She's, she's never she heard you so excited. She's excited? She's never heard you so excited oh. <laughs> about issue. Well, she might be right. I, I was very pissed off about this FBI this morning. Well, who shouldn't be, man? The, the, the Republicans and the media need to take this and run with it because they're going to cheat in the election. Yes. If they, if they would happen to win the election and maintain control, there is no stopping them, man. No stopping them. And, Cleo, if you wanted to go to the darkest place on earth and, and your imagination take you there, imagine what they will do if they win these elections. Look what they're doing now and just multiply that by 100. Exactly. That's my reasoning. I'm afraid your show would be shut down. I'm afraid it would be, too. They'll do anything. If they'll come after this man who's a pastor and a pro-life supporter, who counsels women, helps them, 
helps other people with drug addiction, a father of seven, they'll come to get him with 40 agents in the middle of the night, guns drawn, and then they lie about it. What do they do to you? What do they do to me? There's no stopping it. Everybody needs, the media needs to take the gloves off, including Laura Ingram. She needs to, you know, quit stepping around things and call people what they are. She does do the hopscotch a lot. You know, I'll never forget her. She lost all credibility with me when she had Rob Reiner, Meathead, on her show. He's an uber-liberal. And rather than take him apart for his outrageous stands, she starts fawning all over him. Oh, you know, you're such a great director. Oh, my, oh my, I almost vomited when I saw it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I don't know when that was. but It's been a while that. now. It's been a while. But it was disgusting. That's for damn but, sure. Anyway, I wanted to say, I heard Mr. Jones, Andrew Jones, wanted me to work for him on his campaign. I love it. Now, listen, I can't do that because I'm a poll worker. Regulations prohibit me working for him. Well, you know but what? I, Congratulations to you for being a poll worker. I always tell people when they say, well, what can I do? I say, do whatever it is you can do, even if it's go up to the polls and work there and, and make sure that it's not corrupted. You can do that. Anybody can volunteer. But I, but I, I, I can't do it, unfortunately. But I did have a friend of mine who wants to work for Mr. Jones and sent in his phone number and everything about two weeks ago, and we haven't heard from Mr. Jones. All right. Well, I will certainly uh, pass that along to him. Uh, what is your What is your What is your friend's name? His name is Donnie. Donnie. I don't want to get the last name. That's Don. okay, Donnie. I'll, I call him Donnie. He's my buddy, Donnie. I will pass it along to Mr. Jones and their campaign. You know, sometimes it doesn't get to the top guy, as you well know. Yeah. Well, I tell you this, Christopher. You're, you're right. He is he's Rudolph Hess, and Merrick Garland is Heinrich Himmler. They really are. I mean, you pick your Nazi. Heinrich Himmler is a perfect example because that was the guy that ran the extermination camps. He was the one in charge of the final solution, and that's Garland. They're disgusting. They're all they're all in cahoots with. They all meet, including Biden. All all three of them get together and, and rub their hands together. And how can we put down the conservatives today? Who are we going to attack today? Yeah, they've got a list. Believe me. And if you ever noticed, Cleo, they they try to convince people that. I'm a racist. Every white person's a racist. It's Jim Crow 2.0. And yet, let us, any black person whatsoever say that they support a conservative candidate and they'll try to obliterate that black person. If you have any gay person like this lady who founded Gays uh, Against Groomers, she's immediately shut down. They're supposedly, I thought they were in support of the gay community. No, only when they can use them. They're in support of black people only when they can use them. Don't cross them. Don't cross them, no matter who you are. Do not cross them. Do not. And, and hooray for this Carrie Lake for her excellent idea of making the public schools have trade trade school courses. Isn't that spectacular? All over the country, there's a shortage of this machinists and auto repairmen and electricians and carpenters. You know, great work that you'd have you'd have make a great living the rest of your life. And kids don't know that it's available. Absolutely. And and you're right. They'll make a great living for their entire lifetime. Those jobs pay well. And I couldn't applaud her more for doing that. That's a great idea that should be national. I hope, to, I I mean, hope when Trump gets in, he adopts that. I mean, there's a lot of kids I, I run across in my time. They aren't that intelligent, but they do have talents. They have uh, unique talents, and a lot of them are fixing things. You know what? God gave everybody 
some kind of a special talent. It might not be uh, getting through college. It might not be doing this. It might not be doing that. But he's, he's given them something. And you're right. People that fix things are always in need. You know, I know a guy who it falls under the, the, the term handyman, okay? He can do everything. Yeah. He can do everything, and he's in demand because most people can't do anything. And I number myself among the people that can't do anything. I can't fix a damn thing. I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> So I love being able to get a hold of someone like that. And I pay, I'm happy to pay him. You know, speaking of God, you just spoke of God. Uh, this liberal uh, uh, author just wrote something decrying the, the institution of the family as a loving, as a way to, uh, uh, to go forward, as a, as a way to be loved, loved. Did you hear that? I did not hear it. I, I, I'm looking for a name online. I can't get it. But she was criticizing the institute and family, and she was she was proposing communist style love, love the institutions. Well, look at Black Lives Matter. They put it on their own website that they're anti nuclear family, they're You're Marxists. Right. They brag about it, and then the Cardinals, among others, support them. It's laughable. You're right. It's, it's just laughable. laughable. It's absolutely laughable. Remember shop class, Cleo? Our research assistant just pointed out. Remember, we all had shop class, and in many of the public schools, I used to know a teacher. Uh, who taught uh, a, in, in, I can't remember what the name is, I don't know if it was shop class or not, but they taught, it was a cooking class. Yeah. You, 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 a basic skill, but a great skill. You know, chefs, chefs can make a good living. Hey, when I got out on my own, I knew how to boil water, but that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would always so be called, I would always call my mom, hey, if the, if the pork chop is a little bit pink, is it okay to eat? I tell you, one course these high school kids do need is basic, basic economics, day-to-day economics, checkbook, and, and and what's going on with the budget. You know, some people don't know how to don't know how to handle a checkbook. That's right. That's inexcusable. And why isn't that a class? I, when I was in law school, I told my law professors, one of the deans, who's a, I became friends with him because I was older when I went to law school, so uh, I could relate a little bit better to them. And we sat down and had a beer one night. And I said, Here, here's something that I would suggest to the law school. I said, I'm not, you know, the number one student in the class, but I, I'm a pretty practical guy. And I <laughs> said, we learn a lot of theory in law school. You know, we learn contracts. We learn property. We learn all these things in theory, which is good. We need to learn that. But why don't we have more practical classes? Like, for instance, how the hell do I get around a court? house when I go to a courthouse? Where do I go? Who am I looking for? What should I do? Who should I befriend? How do I do this? Because every courthouse is different. But right. but how do I, you know, who do I call at a courthouse if I want something done? How do I know how to get a hold of the clerk? All these simple things, but they never teach you. So I remember the first day out of, when I was out of law school, my first day on the job at a law firm, I didn't know where the hell I was going. The guy told me to go over to the courthouse and file stuff. Where the <laughs> hell am I going? They must have thought, who is this dummy? Yeah, this guy who walks around looking like he can't find a damn thing. I couldn't find my my butt with both hands. Hey, well, I'll sign off with this. Missouri football, loser university. What a bunch of losers. Oh, my God. Is that embarrassing? You know, honestly, he should have been fired on the way home, on the flight home. You get, you get first you, and goal, Cleo. Score. You, don't, you don't reach your arm out with the ball like that. You're subjecting yourself to an error. A fumble, which he did. Any good coach, any good coach should school their players. Don't you ever reach out, ever, unless it's fourth down. 
but don't you ever reach out because that, that happens more often than not. But even let's go back in regulation. Missouri has first and goal at the three-yard line at the end of the game. Score a touchdown. But yeah. this idiot yeah, coach has his quarterback running backwards for three plays, and now the field goes a little further back. And, of course, it's never a gimme, and the guy missed it. Right. It was more of a gimme from first down at the three. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you could have scored. Auburn's terrible. That's the worst Auburn team I've ever seen. And Missouri found a way to lose that game three different times. Yeah, we finally got an offensive line that opened a few holes anyway. Yeah, which is miraculous. But, you know, uh, Desmond Howard, who's on the game day show, the uh, former Michigan player, said something Saturday morning, and I, I completely agree with him. He said, the mark of a well-coached team is one that doesn't commit penalties and doesn't commit turnovers. And then I watched Missouri, and I thought, hmm, they do both. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a poorly coached team. All right, I'll sign off. All right, appreciate it, Cleo. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye Bye-bye now. Yeah, home ec. Home ec is a class I was trying to think of. Our research assistant texted me that. Home ec? Where's home ec class? Is there a home ec class anymore? I mean, these are important things. Nope, but Carrie Lake is on top of it. Carrie Lake is on top of it. It's amazing, isn't it? Good for her. Hope everybody follows suit. All right, folks, that'll wrap us for today. Fighting the good fight for you every morning. Please, please, please understand how corrupt the FBI is, that we live in Nazi Germany, and it's so important for you to vote, and it's so important for you to do something at the polls. If you don't have any other job, get up there. If you're retired, get up there and be a poll worker. Do something to help take away the criminals from the election process. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.